Welcome to Real Talk Christian Podcast, where we drink coffee or bubbly water and have real conversations about faith, culture, and society. I'm your host, Chris Fuller. And this is the one and only Mark Hyde. And on today's <laughs> special episode... Special episode! Because, you know, we're being goofy in the intro, we're going to talk about are the gifts of the Spirit for today, and if so, where are they? But we're going to get into it. Uh, Mark, you ready? Rock and roll, baby. Let's go. Mr. Hyde. Um, I feel like we need to apologize to everybody before we can get started. Yeah, probably. Because we are tired. This We're is, slap happy right we, now. We have been going. record. Well, we had to set up, but we've been re- recording since 6.30. It is <sighs> we're, we're about to hit hour four of podcast Straight. stuff. And it hasn't been like much talking in between. It's just been like, go, 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 go. It's just we've had some long conversations. And so we're going to... And typically, we keep two... Because we know two's our limit. Two really is our limit. We're like, we're done. <laughs> when we try to batch record or catch up, then we get to three, and then we're just like, can you imagine doing like four? You suggested like, let's just get I together once a, four once a month, and let's just do four or five. And I'm like, huh? we'd be like t- 10 hours in. <laughs> There's a guy that I, I don't follow. My, I heard him on a podcast, and he does an interview-based podcast, and he does an episode every single day. I mean, it's his full-time job. Right. He records eight episodes a day. If it was my full-time job, like, I could probably do it. But Like, he does it eight, eight in one day, and then the rest of he's doing other things. But I'm like, eight interviews in one day? I mean, goodness gracious. I got up at 3.30 this morning to go to work, and it's almost 10 o'clock at night uh, now. I guess so. if you're fresh and it's your job. Like, this Maybe. is like, both of us have worked all day. We right. have the kids. We have our families. And, and now we're here hanging out with you guys. Always. And we are so glad to be here always, every week, and kicking it with the peoples. Hopefully they're glad to be here. I mean, so far, I mean, we just we're, we're about to read a review that is glad that they're with well. Us that's and they true, found but us. before we get there, we obviously, nope. we have not had we don't have any coffee in front of us. No, but we were drinking the La Colombia, the Lion. We uh, talked about it past two weeks for you guys. It's just yep. two episodes for us. Um, so we're I'm drinking an Aha, and you're drinking a Kroger brand lemon because I found it in the car because Beth left it in there on accident. So I'm very thankful. But for what? Her oops. But what we noticed. Was, Dude, I feel like we turned into a bunch of five-year-olds when we found this out. <laughs> what, what we noticed in between podcasts is we opened our cans, and you hear like, like yeah, it's the, the little cans. dance party in a cup, like ten minutes later. And yeah, it's. I mean, it's the the bubbles are are real. They're real. And if you don't believe me, you know, go pull off your tinfoil hat. My and, my, and my just, can's still bubbling, bro. It? My can is still bubbling. It's having a Mine dance party. Mine is not. Mine is not. We were so excited that we made the Instagram and we Facebook did. videos. And we were like, holy cow, check this, this is out, guys. This, God, is awesome. this is awesome. It's like a freshly clean toilet. It's just perfect. You never heard that before? No, I, I, so have, that used no, to, I have no idea. That <laughs> used to be my pickup line in, in high school. For girls? Because it was funny. Why I, did you use a toilet pickup dude, line for girls? Dude, I'm a clown. You are like, a clown. I'd be like, listen, I'm a nerd, and uh, I just wanted to come up and let you know that uh, you smell good like a freshly clean toilet. You did not really oh, do that. And the girls would laugh so hard. It was great. And then you were in. <laughs> dude, that's all you need to do is make somebody laugh. That's it. <laughs> Sorry, Janine. Um, <laughs> but anyways. Well, I feel like we need to change the topic of tonight's episode to be... <laughs> How to date as a Christian. Maybe that's what we should talk about. As a homeschooler. As a homeschooler. You smell good like a fresh and clean toilet. <laughs> Please don't, guys, don't do that one. No, it's that's prob- a, that is a fuller signal. You have Listen, to be fuller to pull that one off. It's like 
you know, Chris Farley, he's the only guy that could put on a small coat and go, fat guy in a little coat and pull it off. Right. It's just certain people. You can't look at a fat guy in a little coat and do that bit. Like, that's not, that's not okay. That's, that's, that's not okay. But either way. Either way, let's get to. We are back. We are drinking bubbly. You're drinking watermelon. I'm drinking Kroger Bay and lemon. It's a can of cool you down. There you go. That's what it says. There you so go. So let's get into our question of the day. Yeah, because we want you guys to get to know us a little bit. So let's do it. And honestly, we're trying to keep the banner a little short today because we're kind of tired. Yep. But anyways, um, if you had to spend the rest of your life in one place, where would it be? <laughs> Sorry, I always, I'm a dork, so my cheesy answer goes first. That's going to get me brownie points in the white, in the in the arms of my wife. But if <laughs> but so so if I spend one like like one place place a physical location, not in the arms of your wife. Well, I mean that technically is a physical location, but like a this may land. sound weird, but I I really love South Bend. I really love so this city. You're one place that you'd want to spend the rest of your life. If you could choose anywhere in the world, would be South but Bend. But any place would get dull because you have South to live in Bend. one place. Does that mean you can't visit other places? You have to live there. No, it's just saying what is your magical dream place to live. My, okay, so so magical dream place. Oh, boy. Um, probably Grand Rapids or Milwaukee. You're so weird. Probably Grand Rapids or Milwaukee. If y'all think Mark's weird, please message Yo, us. Yo, the coffee culture and the... He's the, all like, it's, it's legit. It's a good culture out there, man. I would pick either Grand Rapids or South Bend. Those are my answers, Alec Trebek. Sorry, Beth, you're stuck. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, dude? Fine, show me up. Show me up right now. Where would you pick? I'd pick Ireland. Dude, the rolling hills, the green pastures. I was thinking that too, but I love Scotland. The fish and chips. I mean, the fish and chips have got to be. The, the shepherd's pie? The shepherd's pie. The corned beef and cabbage. I don't like corned beef oh. or cabbage. You're sick. Side note, we went to a German restaurant the other day, like way up in Roseland. Yeah. It was, I, it was, I mean, the schnitzel was really good. But it's the schnitzel. The other stuff wasn't that good. It was a yeah, little, but it was a little overpriced. Can you imagine but. going down to the pub and having yourself a big old basket of fish and chips? A pint in a basket of fish and chips? That sounds Dude. legit. <laughs> I mean, RTC needs to take a trip. We delicious. need to take a trip with RTC to be like, hey, we're going to a business expense. We we need to go over to Scotland and record some episodes no. to visit our Ireland friends. Then we go to South Africa well, with our South African friends. Well, really, first of all, we should probably go down to Peru and visit Joe Frerichs. Joe Frerichs. I actually I was messaging him back and forth. Yeah, Kimberly and Beth talk all the time. So did they tell you about their house? What's going on with their house? Which part? I mean, I know most of it. Unless the, something the new. house leaks. Oh yeah. Oh, dude, it's crazy, dude. Yeah, they're de- and then this the power was, got shut. Like the right. power fried for a few days. This house that had set vacant for like two years. He said, it's and like it's like exploding. Yeah, they're like uh, uh, a trial by fire for Kimberly. Yeah. <laughs> so in case you're you're like, what are you guys even talking about? Episode forty. We interviewed Joe Frerichs and then Kimberly, and then she got mad at me because I promised I wouldn't put her face out there, but I did because she was. Mom and up, but we love them to death, man. We became really oh, good friends dude. with them. In fact, I love, I love them. In fact, Beth and Kimberly are super close. You and Joe are super close. Like they part of the RTC family. I know he still listens to all the oh, episodes. Yeah. Joe, we love you. Okay, buddy. I okay. miss you. I don't know if, if they're going to listen to this, but I met his family. Yeah, when they did their uh, their commissioning service, right? You would have thought I was like a celebrity. It was really weird. They were what? like, "It's Mark. It's it's from the RTC." I'm like, guys. <laughs> Well, we, it's kind of like your daughter. The first time she met me, it was like, "I want to meet, I want to meet Fuller." Oh my goodness, my oldest, she freaked out when she met Fuller from the podcast. I mean, it's like, uh, hi, <laughs> what's, uh, what's what's up? I mean, 
But either way, episode yeah. 40, Joe Frerichs, Missionary to Peru. They're absolutely crushing it down there. Keep I'm, up with their ministry, Frerichs to Peru on uh, on Instagram and Facebook. I loved when we were able to give him that mega swag bag. He and geeked like, out. Oh, dude, it was and so then, much fun. And then his wife stole his shirt, so we had to order him another one. We did. Because Kimberly jacked But it. that's all right. I, you know it's what? Right. For it's Joe, good. I seriously, seriously, while he's down there, I would love, I would love for, well, first, COVID's got to go away because yep. it's getting bad. It's bad down there. And yeah, it's really bad for them. But. I would love to go down and just visit Joe. I so if you guys could help us out, I mean, and, and send us some cash so we can fly down to visit and, Joe. And buy a new computer, we will do computer shop. We will do a live podcast from Peru because I know they got internet access. Yep, really good internet. He, yep. So I mean, we could just pack up and that'd be stupid cool. But we also would need oh, a new computer because guys, check this out. If there is, I, and I, 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 we we joke all the time, but all seriousness. We could use some help with getting a new computer because it's we starting to use, fry really we've bad. Got, we've got several things. We have a lot we, of hand-me-down equipment we're using. But you know what? We're it, thankful. It's still we're putting blessed. out content for you guys, and uh, it's all been bought by two poor guys. So that's And a us. very, very considerate uh, Mrs. Fuller. Very, very considerate. So, but before we get into and the, now be, Mrs. Hyde. And Mrs. Hyde now. Check that out. But before <laughs> we get into the actual conversation of spiritual gifts, because it's something that review. people have asked us about. This is the last review that we have at, at time of recording. In fact, this was left for us this week. So the name so you guys, is... Wait, hang on. You guys got... Oh, I got a challenge for you. We need to fill up our, our, our we, reviews again. We, we need at least at least 10 views. So if you have not left a review, please leave We are us up a to 43 ratings right now. 43 is yep. not enough. The more reviews we have, the more listeners we reach out to and... and I mean, obviously, if you're listening, you must think we're halfway decent or have at least some good conversation, even if you don't agree with it. So why wouldn't you want that content going out? So help us out here yep. and like, share, you know, share the episodes, leave a review, do all these things. Um, it helps us out. You just got two two South Bend City boys trying to make who never want trying leave. to make good content. We're trying. We're trying our best. And it's, so. Yeah, that's all we ask. So this is from Ang. Yaz, A-N-G space Y-A-Z, Ang Yaz. Ang Yaz, what's up? So uh, they said, love this podcast. So when I started my new job, I was excited because we were allowed to use earbuds. So the day before, I downloaded a bunch of podcasts, in parentheses, like over 50. Within the first week, <laughs> wow. I already deleted at least 25 of them because they were boring. I stumbled upon this one the second week and have not even listened to any other ones because I'm stuck listening to this one. Wow. It keeps me entertained keeps me educated, and I learn something new with every episode. It's the fun Yo, facts, isn't it? <laughs> you, dude, that... And yes, thank you very much. I don't much. even know what to say, but thank that's you. legit. We've had some really... We've had some humbling, great... I mean, I, I mean, people are like, oh, you know, I mean... We make... We I make, toot our own horn, but We like, make light, we make jokes, but we are oh, very but appreciative seriously, of this everything. Is, there, there's been times where we're like, man, this is exhausting. we got to keep up with this. It's it's hard to keep up kicking Sometimes, the Sometimes it's and, like, I don't want to do this, and then... Then like we read a review like that. And then we're like, yeah. okay, we're actually, you know, when we started this thing, the only listeners we had, I think, were some of the teens from the youth group. Like, that was our friend, yeah. and Janiel. And Janiel. And that was the first My listeners. My mom didn't and, even know what it was. And then it's grown into, I think I saw on Facebook where we just crossed, we're getting close to crossing Date of recording, which we're recording right now for April 23rd. Right. Uh, yeah, we're we crossed 300. I think we're, we crossed 280 now. We're getting close to the, yeah, we're three followers away from 700 on Instagram. Right. We crossed the 20,000 download episodes. This mark. week. Yep, 2,000 downloads of episodes per month. Wow. So you guys are crushing it out there. I mean, Thank we're doing you. our best to kick out some good quality content, but... 
Without you guys, this is no there'd be, there'd be nothing. But either way, guys, we just want to say thank you for listening. We're not thank done. You. We're just getting started. And tonight's episode is one that, again, was requested of us the to past, have this conversation. The, the past two and this one tonight have all been Request requested. from our RTC so family. So reach out to us and request what you guys want to hear us talk about. And uh, you may agree, you may not agree, but at least it'll be a good conversation, good conversation. regardless. Let's so do it. Let's dive in. Let's go. So what are the gifts of the Spirit? We're talking about are they for today, but first got to understand what they are. And so uh, I'm just going to run through a list of them real fast. Yeah, I think that'd be cool. And then uh, I've got the scriptures where they come from. We can either choose to read those or not. Um, If not, I'll just give the reference. Uh, So gifts of the Spirit, uh, prophecy, serving, teaching, encouraging, giving, leadership, mercy, words of wisdom, Words of knowledge, faith, healing, miraculous powers, distinguishing between spirits, speaking in tongues, and interpretation of tongues. And that all comes from Romans 12, 3 through 8, 1 Corinthians 12, 1 through 11, 1 Corinthians 12, 27 through 30 is where you can find all those gifts at. Now, I think it'd be cool just to pause real quick on the 1 Corinthians 12, 27, where it talks about we are you know, we are the body of Christ and individual members of it. And the fact that, you know, we're one body, many parts, many parts equal one body. Right. It doesn't make anyone better. But some people might have different gifts, but the person we normally think, oh, the teacher has the biggest gifts. But, you know, the, the gift teacher, of the mercy, preacher. the gift of. Right. There's I a mean, gift. Here's a gift of giving. The, right. Like the gift of encouraging, the gift of mercy, the gift of faith. I mean, that's one Beth you, has. Beth did, has the gift of faith. Did you think that there was a gift of faith? I, It's like, okay. Oh, man, somebody's got, like, tremendous faith. Like, they they just have faith that everything's going to work out. I mean, it's it's just tremendous. I mean, I never thought of it until I started reading Scripture. Uh, words of wisdom. Words, words of knowledge, you would have thought those two were the same, but they're different. But they're different because knowledge and wisdom are kind of different. Right. So, at the end of the day, you know, we're, again, one body, many parts. Many parts equal right. one body. There's no part better because I think it's a... Uh, I think it's here in First Corinthians twelve where it talks about you know the the foot can't say to the hand we don't have use for you because yeah, you're right. whatever but in fact no every part is important so mm-hmm. you know I, I do want to first say that you know the Bible talks about uh, I should say a lot of church talk about the the baptism of the Holy Spirit when do you, when do people receive this baptism of the Holy Spirit is it so, long after so conversion let's, is it before let's follow this rabbit trail yeah. fast because it is it's a common question like, where, do, where do these gifts even come from how are we given them so I think if if there's two, two schools of thought here, and there's one correct way. <laughs> but I'll give both schools okay. of thought. So the, the first school of thought is, and I'm not even going to say where they're at because we'll get into it, but the first school of thought is that the Holy Spirit is given to us upon the time where we ask God or Jesus to be the Lord at, of our at life. At time of what we call conversion. Right, conversion. Right, at, at conversion, that's when the Holy Spirit comes right. down. Right, yep, that's one thought. And then the other school of thought is, well, it's a separate it's a separate thing that, like, okay, you become saved, but then you have to pray that the Spirit comes upon you now. Um, and, and what they always refer to is, like, um, the, the disciples followed Jesus. They were followers of Jesus, but then they had to go to Jerusalem and wait for the Spirit to be poured out upon or them. Or these guys that receive the spirits on the road. Right, exactly. And, yeah. and so the, the, there's the, that school of thought. And the fact and, of, and, and normally those shine, those, 
those gifts are visibly like, oh, they, 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 they was just baptized in the Holy Spirit. Like it's very obvious that it just happened. Right. Right. And I'm not going to talk about, uh, I don't even know where I want to go with this. There's so many places we can go with it, but let's talk about, um, are the gifts still in use for today? I mean, that's kind of the, the subject. Yeah. So we're, so we're not about. talking about when we get them, but just the fact of the Bible says that these are the gifts of the spirit. And then we'll, we'll come back to that when we get that, when we get the the spirit, right? Oh, so, so we're, we're, we're going to circle, we're, we're going we'll, we'll to circle, circle back. back. Okay. Okay. I, okay. I want to, at the very end for final thoughts, kind of tie all things together. I think is what is going to be best. Yep. That's fair. Um, Let's do it. So two schools of thought on, are the gifts still in use today? There's a sensationist beliefs and continuationist, continuationist. It's hard to say. Continuationist. Continuationist. So cessationist uh, beliefs, and these both come from a Christ, uh, ChristianPost.com. This is the definition for both of these. Cessationist beliefs. In general, cessationists believe that the miraculous spiritual gifts ended after the apostolic age, that is, with the closure of the New Testament canon. To, evid- uh, to evidence this belief, many point to Paul's words in the book of 1 Corinthians, quote, as for prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part, but when the perfect comes, the partial will pass away. They also point to the apparent lack of evidence among Christian writings from the second century onward. That's a sensationist. A continuationalist, uh, their belief is continuationalism, is the belief that all the spiritual gifts described in the New Testament are available to believers today. This includes the gifts of tongues, uh, speaking in tongues, prophecy, healing, and so on. The reason these gifts are often referred to as sign gifts is because they would have served as signs to unbelievers that the apostles were truly indwelt by the Holy Spirit. Continuationists cite the uh, the words of early Christians such as Justin Martyr, Novatian, and even Augustine was evidence that miraculous gifts continued even after the deaths of the original apostles. So they said something in here. Okay, so these are the that two wanna, schools of thoughts that are the general categories, right? right? Okay. And, and and they kind of follow back what we just said before. Those who uh, a continuationist believes that the Holy Spirit comes after, um, after conversion. Mm-hmm. Yep. And a sensationist believes the Holy Spirit comes at conversion, at conversion. So when you give your life to Christ, you're, the, the Holy Spirit is indwelling upon you is a sensationist. Um, Not fully, though, because I know a lot of continuationals who believe that it's still... It, it, you still get baptized in the Holy Spirit, but the, the, the gifts are just not gone. No, I'm talking about right? the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Okay. So I'm talking about when they believe the Holy Spirit comes sensationalists uh, believe that the Holy Spirit dwells upon conversion. Right. And the continuationists believe in general. Now, there are exceptions, but believe in general that it, the, the, the Holy Spirit... Has that, to bless you with those gifts at some point. Right, but they tie the Holy Spirit coming to you and the gifts as one. Mm-hmm. I know because I grew up in a right. That's, a, that's more of a Pentecostal belief or a continue. Right, right, exactly. It's a charismatic belief. Right, continuationist is a charismatic belief. I was trying not to say it, but yeah, it is. What anyways, it is. I wanted to go back to they. They often refer to this as sign gifts, right? Continuationists refer to it as sign gifts. And if we look in the New Testament, right, um, Peter and Cornelius, right, and Cornelius. They start, uh, the spirit comes upon Cornelius and his household, and Peter goes, how can I deny 
this. Right, because they were Gentiles. They were Gentiles, right? And Gentile, you know, you had the um, Judaizers that were saying, oh, this is only for Israel. Mm -hmm. Spirit's only for Israel. And then you had this Gentile who is showing signs of the gifts of the Spirit. And so he's like, well, how can I deny this? So it was a, that's why they call it a sign gift. Typically, when the Holy Spirit came down the day of Pentecost, they started speaking in different languages. Uh, there was interpretations, prophecies, stuff like this. These were typically signs that the Holy Spirit was in you. Right, yep. That's why they call them sign gifts. So which ones are still debated today? Because obviously, we go back to our list. We know they're still serving gifts. We know they're still teaching gifts. Still encouraging gifts, giving gifts, leadership gifts. Mercy gifts, words of wisdom, words of knowledge, faith, um, and possibly distinguishing between spirits. Right. Uh, the 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 way I interpret uh, interpreting spirit or distinguishing between spirits. Oh yeah, distinguishing between spirits. Like that's that's able to understand what's from God and what's not, and able to accurately right. and appropriately right dissect it really quick. Correct. It's almost like okay, like. Um, in someone's theology, you and I are the same way. We can read one word and go, what does that mean? Right. That means something different. And all you do is change the word from a two to a four. Right. Because you're like, oh, it's just whatever. It's like, no, 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 no. That means something. Right. There, we there, both have that ability. There's significance in that. Correct. Yep. So, and that's kind of the distinguishing between spirits. Um, so the ones that are, are most commonly debated today is the miraculous he- healings mm-hmm. or healings in general, speaking in tongues interpretation of tongues, those kind of go hand in hand. It's almost, right, like, right, a, right. Uh, it's almost like a backslash on that one. Um, <laughs> and prophecy, right? Those are the ones that are pretty highly debated between uh, continuationists and sensationalists. I would say those are pretty much the only ones. That, right. For the most part. Everybody else agrees that the other the gifts are still in use today based off of the three scriptures that predicated all this. Right. Now, do you know why they, they have that separation? There is a interesting story, but what are your... What are your thoughts on it? So I grew up... I'll go with you first. I grew up very Baptist. Very, very, very Baptist, which very, very Baptist means is we have the joy of the Lord, but our face doesn't show it. Like, that's the Baptist I grew up with. We're we're shouting on the inside, but the outside, we're stone cold Steve Austin. Yeah, pretty much. So basically... <laughs> I, grew, I grew up charismatic. Right. I grew up in the charismatic You grew up on church. the opposite side. And so growing up, it was one of those things where the interpretation of what is the perfect, because the going back to the verse in 1 Corinthians, as for prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. Okay, so right there, uh, and for knowledge, it will pass away. So so right there, prophecies, tongues, and whatever the, that knowledge is supposed to be. Right. They will disappear. They, we eventually won't need them, all right? So that's, that's, that's Scripture, right? But the question is, is it says, for we know in part and prophesy in part, which means, okay, is, does that mean it's starting to fade away a little bit? But when well, the perfect comes. So the question is, is what is the perfect? And right. growing up, I was actually taught, and I'm not saying this is wrong. Um, I, I see where they're coming from, and I, I, I affirm it to an extent. I'll explain more a little bit later. But the perfect is the canonization of Scripture. That's what I was mm. taught was. So what is the perfect? The perfect is when we have God's complete word to us and we don't need any more. And so when they talk about the perfect, you know, back then the New Testament wasn't written yet. What, what, what was the followers of Jesus doing? The followers of Jesus were telling a story. They were telling a story about Jesus. Like they had the Old Testament Scriptures. They had Torah. They had the, the Old Testament but as they traveled all around, you know, the nation, they had oral traditions they had, they, and they were telling the story of Jesus. Of This was, is who yeah, Jesus that's is. Oral traditions. Right. And so inside of all of this, they would be like, OK, so 
I've heard some people say, oh, well, God needed to empower certain people and give them the spirits to make sure they speak what's supposed to be said and, and this, that, and the other, just to make sure that y- y'all ain't going too far off of the deep end, which people still did. Or it's just a simple fact of we didn't have the canonization of Scripture yet. So we didn't, like, like, like now we can say, like, you know, God can't speak any more than he already has. So the prophets come. So we don't need prophecy. We don't need to know what's happening in the future so, because we got it. We don't need to understand this weird holy so, language because the Bible tells us what we need to know. To bat that back, though. Okay. Right? I'm saying that's what I was taught. Right, right. I'm just going to bat this yeah. back. And uh, I'm not opposing that at all. I'm just batting this back, playing devil's advocate here. Okay. But there's different sects, right, that believe there's a different set of canonized scripture. Correct. And, <laughs> like, and there's and, a big... For us Protestants, we think that canonized scripture is Genesis through Revelation with no Maccabees or anything like that. But if you go to the Catholics, right, Catholicism... Right. Well, all the apocrypha books are in there, and that's canonized. And then, and so it's but, like, but then also, but but honestly, I can refute the apocrypha pretty well. the The part that I struggle with is when you look at the right. the original New Testament. Some didn't have Jude, some didn't have Second Peter, some didn't have. Well, because they were highly debated on whether they should be in the canon or mm-hmm. not. But the thing is, is that what the Bible we use now is not the Bible that was canonized, because the Bible that was canonized had the apocrypha in it, because it was based upon the. Not only the Vulgate, but the Septuagint text right. at the time. That's what they used. And the Maccabean period, those were history. Like those are considered narrative right. books. But then what do you do with stuff like uh oh what's it called? Like the Book of Enoch? Yes, and- the first book, first, second, third, fourth, fifth book, however many books of Enoch there were, when it was like <laughs> proven that it wasn't even close. It was it was more of a apocalyptic literature. Right. Than and, and then there's then there's scripture. the Gnostic gospels and all these different things. That's right. And so the question is, is, so which one is, is the canonization of Scripture the perfect? And right. that, so that's what I was taught, was we have God's Word, so we don't need any more of God's Word. But which version of the canonized? And that's a valid question. Because we've taken away part of the canonized from what it was in our time, so now it's not perfect, if we're going by that theology. Right. And, so, and that's why I say, oh, I get what they're saying, because I also agree. I'm on the side where, well, why is the Bible inerrant? It's because... Well, I mean, the Bible is inspired by God, but also right. Jesus is behind the text of Scripture, too. So God will well, preserve what he wants to preserve. There are several things. That. One, he said, my words will never pass away. Right. Right? So it means he's going to preserve mm-hmm. Scripture. Two, it was inspired. And three... What do you, oh, I saw a bug on the scene. Oh, Keep going. I forgot what a three was now. When you gave me the look, I was like, wait, what? Um, so one... What did I say was the first one? <laughs> I totally lost it. Now we just, totally lost the train of thought. Uh, man, I totally lost it. I'm I tired. did too, homie. I'm I tired. did. I did too, homie. Anyways, regardless, but back to the perfect. Um, you know, the talmudization of, of the canonization right. of scripture. So I get it because the fact of the yes, the Bible's inspired. So we talked about the fact that God's words will never pass away, right? And that this is what God like. This is what He wanted us to have. So yes, I say you know what? We don't need any extra biblical prophecies or merits or anything like this because whenever they do anything. You're supposed to test the spirits against what the scripture already says. Right. And then on even the flip side, you know, what's canon? Canon is just a rule. It's just a standard. Like, this is, these are just a set of holy texts that the church has deemed appropriate for church. Right. For the, th- these are written by the apostles or those extremely close to the apostles and not anybody else. It has to be, like, direct correlation disciple Correct. of this apostle. So, like, apostle, like so. okay, for example, uh, the, the, the Gospel of Mark, for example, right? That right. was, we believe, written by John Mark, who was a Peter. follower of... Paul, but more importantly, yes, a disciple of Peter. Right. So most people are like, it's actually the gospel of Peter according and written down by John Mark. So, right. so stuff like well, that. Well, even like the uh, uh, the gospel of John, they say, okay, 
it's debated whether it could have been or was by some actually written by John or not, or if it was written because it would have been what they think up in his older years, but so was Revelation. Um, and some people don't even think that, John the Apostle wrote Revelation, but it was John the Seer. Like, right. there's a lot of interesting right. things. Right, but the the fact that uh, it could have been just somebody taking down um, dictation on some of these Gospels. Mm. And that's something with the Synoptic Gospels, they think that could just be dictation. Um <laughs> We can debate that all day long. The fact of the that, matter is, we got to take it what for what it is, and um, the people that were closer to it, the fathers, uh, forefathers of ours, church fathers in the second, third, and fourth century, were a lot closer to the situation than us. So, right, I'm going to trust them. So, either way, so th- so that's what I was always told what the perfect was. So, if yep. if we are if we are to understand that when the perfect comes, which is the, talk about the canonization of scripture, the partial, which is tongues and prophecy, which I'm, I'm not, I've always as a kid was even like. Yo, so we dumb now because knowledge is gone too then, right? Because it's partial. But it's talking about we prophesy in part, but the partial will pass away. So what's the partial is the prophecy in the tongue. So that's how I grew up believing was that the perfect is here. Why do we need to prophesy when we already got the Bible? Because usually that crap gets you in trouble. We don't need to get in trouble because we right. already got this. And see what I was... I'm going to tell you what I was taught. Yeah, now well, what I'm I, curious not, now. Not I'm what curious. I believe now. No, no, okay. no. no we're but talking about what we were taught. But what I was taught in the charismatic honestly, church. Because people that are enjoying us either on YouTube or on podcasts, they probably were taught something very similar to either one of our stories. Well, you maybe. Know? But I was taught that, that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and that the perfect is Christ's second return, mm-hmm. his return back to earth to whatever, however you believe, predestination, or not predestination, but, but, pre-wrath. But, but, so, but when Jesus returns and But in, when Christ yeah. returns, then the perfect Christ has returned back. And now there is no need for prophecy because we are in the perfected state which God has made everything back to the original design and the way it was. So there is no need for speaking in tongues because we all speak the same language at this point. There is no need for prophesying because we are with the Father. The Father can speak directly to us. And that's kind of the way I grew up, not the way I currently believe. And, but that's, and I've even heard that too because with the knowledge, we don't need to have knowledge anymore because we're with... God, God. Right. So we don't need to have. That we're knowledge. walking and talking with them. So that's why it all passes away because we're with God. We don't need these things. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the way I was brought up and taught. Um, so should we should we flip into what we believe now and why, or why that even matters, or well, what we should do about the situation? Let's save, for, let's save for the why it matters to okay. the end. Okay. Okay. That's okay. Cool. What what it means for a believer at the end. But yeah, what what's uh, what's your current state of belief? Right, wrong, or indifferent. So actually say, what do I believe about the gifts? Yeah. What's your, yeah. Um, so how I describe it is I am open but cautious. Okay. So because this is what I believe. When the perfect comes, I also believe that, you know, these aren't going to be done away until Jesus comes back. Right. So I fully believe that the perfect is Jesus' return. Right. However, I believe that so many people use the tongues of prophecy and the gifts of tongues as a manipulation tactic right. to control people, not control, but that's not the right word. That's not the right word. But for, cause I know so many people that have grown up like you in the charismatic background. And they're like, I felt out of place. So your boy just started saying some weird, like I bought a Honda, but I should have bought a Kia. <laughs> like, you know, the classic, if you didn't catch that, I bought a Honda, but I should have bought a Kia. I bought a Honda, but I should have bought a Kia. Yeah, like that's the classic joke. Um, Bob had a baby. It's a boy. <laughs> what? Bob had a baby. It's a boy. Bob had a baby. It's a boy. Say it with your Forrest Gump accent. Oh, bad baby, boy. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that's how I, I've heard so many stories of that. But then, and so, so, you know, before I went to college, I was like, 
Yo, tongues is a load of crap. Like I, I like the slaying the spirit stuff, the Benny Hinn walking around with the body hit the floor with his jacket, like the Jedi lightsaber <laughs> stuff. I love. You know, that I video. see that, and I'm like, how is that being any helpful? And right. then you know, you read. I, I had it pulled up here. I'm gonna pull it back up again. First Corinthians 14. The Apostle Paul says, "I thank God that I speak in tongues more than any of y'all, right. but in the church, I'd rather speak five intelligible words." Then instruct people with 10,000 words in tongues. So the right. Apostle Paul was saying, your boy can speak it, but your boy's not going to speak it because well, it's not helpful. Back then it was a time and a place, and you really you can't do it without an interpreter, and right. there was all sorts of things and, about that. And, and I also want to make sure that I'll go back to, I believe there's two different types of tongues, not just one. I believe there's two. Hmm. One was the in, in Acts, because when the when they were speaking in tongues, what does the Bible say? It was intelligible in they, one other language. The, 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 no, each person heard it in their own language. Right. So the question with tongues in the church was: Is were they speaking like okay, I'm 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 a, like I'm American, but I'm speaking, but all of a sudden it's like, why am I speaking Swahili? Like I'm, I'm just speaking, speaking Chinese, it. and but then and you're interpreting it for me for the people who know my language, right. or is it a heavenly language between me and God and someone? And I'm just speaking these words, but I really don't know what I'm saying. Someone's like, yo, he just said we need to like like this and we need to run down like to Dairy Queen and, and get a blizzard. <laughs> and, and honestly, I don't know how it worked in the church. I don't right. know how the prophecy worked. All I know is the Apostle Paul says that here's the here's the way you should conduct yourself in this manner. It should be in decency and in order. Right. However, I also do believe that anything that is tongues or prophecy... Now, I, I have a definition... Uh, I, I actually have a strong definition of what I believe prophecy actually means. However, if it goes against Scripture, it's a load of crap. Right. So... With this this idea of tongues, you know, I, going back. So when I went into college, I met a kid. Um, he was a, a maybe five years older than me, worked in the marketing department, came out of the charismatic background. And he said that, he goes, I don't believe everyone has to give the tongues. No, not 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 at all. Um, but he said that, you know, but he says, I, I pray to God by myself in tongues. He goes, I don't I don't understand it. I don't know it. I, I just know I do it. Right. Um, and then he also said that someone at, someone prophesied over him at his old church that when, that the the, the the something about like an apple of his eye, and that he'll find the apple of his eye, which basically, you know, it's you know that old proverb, mm-hmm. the apple of the eye. Basically, it's the one thing that that you want and need and desire. Um, you know, Snow White in the apple type thing, and um, and he found his wife at Northland, who became the apple of his eye. Mm. And so it's like, okay, was was that a prophecy? Or was that just like a... Luck of the draw. Right. It's a valid question. And, you know, so I've always understood prophecy as mm. being able to speak into people's situations. Like, right. And we've talked about this. Right. And I believe you have this gift. And I also, I, I don't believe, I, I I don't know if I do or not, but, you know, God uses, and the Bible even says he gives gifts to those to use for the edification of the building up of his church, mm-hmm. 1 Corinthians 14. And I also believe, though, that my, my buddy Devin also has the same gift as well, because no matter what situation I've dealt with, both of you have spoken in my life mm. in a way that that only I could understand. Mm. That and and other people watching, they're like, "What? What the heck are you saying?" Like they didn't understand. <laughs> you know exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about. Yeah. I but do. I was sitting there listening, and I'm like, and I we we talked later because people were like, "Man, that was rough." I'm like, "Yeah, it was rough because it was emotionally challenging." But at the same token, he's not wrong. Right. And so the question for that is, okay, did, was that an intelligible language? Is that what that meant? Of like, no one actually understood what you were saying. Be like, like. Everyone cleared the room, and it was just you and me, boss. Like, right. and you felt it, and I felt it. Oh, it was yeah. just you and me. Um, and by the end, someone said, "Mark, are you?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm. I'm tired. Like, I am tired of this." Well, problem. it was an emotional conversation, right? And but I'm glad we had it. So, is that the gift of prophecy? Could be. Is yeah. that what just went hmm. down? Was that the gift of tongues? And and I don't know. But every time you see God using something miraculous, it's always for the building up 
and honestly, the growth of his church. Right, edification of the right. saints. Um, the Ethiopian eunuch, he's reading out of the book of Isaiah also. Boop, here's Philip. Not a, not an elder, not an apostle, but homeboy was just a servant. He was a deacon. He took care and make sure the widows and orphans had food. That was his job. And right. all of a sudden, he found himself in the wilderness, and he was speaking to the Ethiopian eunuch that supposedly started the entire Ethiopian Christian movement. Right. Like, yo, like, yeah. that's crazy. So 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 when someone says, okay, what do you say about the gifts? I'm like, I'm like, I'm never going to be the one that says, hey, God's done with that, right? Because what's the perfect? Well, a, we don't know. B, we can speculate. But when yeah. I see, when I hear, all things will be made new when Jesus says that in Revelation. That's what I interpret to be the perfect, right? However, I'm I'm also one where I'm like, I've, I've seen so many churches just abuse the gifts and have mm-hmm. used these gifts as a way to fuel their own pockets and, and right. get money out of people. The gifts of healing, again, Betty Hinn. Um, the gifts of tongue and prophecy. I'll speak a word over you. If you only send in your, your monthly support payment of ninety nine ninety nine, and a lot of Americans honestly don't fall for it, but a lot of people in Africa and Asia collect right. their money and they send it to the States. Or honestly, back in the day when they really were doing it prominently and it first came out, elderly people were really falling for it. Cause honestly, people old. want to be touched by God and people want to be healed and people want these things to happen. Right. But you know, I've heard so many stories of just phony baloney stuff, but at the same token, the Bible even says if someone's sick, call the elders. Right, anoint, lay hands on them. Anoint their head with oil. And so so are the gift of healings done? I don't know how that works. It's like, okay, is that is that now with like the medicine doctor? Like the dude who actually like well, and then can you legitimately got, heal you? You got like the, <laughs> and I'm not advocating one way or the other, but you get the story of the disciples trying to cast out a demon and Christ saying, well, sometimes it takes fasting and praying. And it's like, oh, oh okay, does that mean like stuff like that can happen or Oh, you, you didn't have enough faith to heal somebody. Um, you know, it's like, oh, okay, how do I have more faith? <laughs> like, I thought I had all the faith, but mm-hmm. it's just stories like that. It's like, oh, okay. How does this work? And right. so when I hear this stuff, I always say, like, I'm like, not, not open, like I'm open to it, but like, yeah, I don't believe the gifts are gone away. Right. However, I believe God uses them very intentionally for only his glory and his purpose. And a lot of times people use it to make ourselves feel like, I want to have the gift of tongues so everyone can look at me and I can fit in and be this really important person. Bob bad baby, it's a boy. Exactly. <laughs> and But then again, I've heard of these weird gifts being used in the like rainforest and in the mission field. Right, and people so, wouldn't know about it. Right. And, and right. So at the end of the day, do I think that prophecy and tongues and healings are done? No, I don't. However, I also believe that there's something, you know, like, I mean... Uh, you, you hear these old ladies praying all day long, and, and, and God hears the prayers of mothers. And for these these healings that it's like doctors can't explain except that God healed them. Right. And so was it someone's prayer that helped heal them, or was it? I, 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 at the end of the day, I don't know. But I've always leaned onto the words of Paul where he goes, I'd rather say five intelligible words than 10,000 words in tongues. Why? Because it's for the it, the purpose of this is not for me, but it's to build up the church. And the Apostle right. Paul always said of I, 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 you know, I'm like the, like John the Baptist, you know, he must increase. I must decrease. Right. So that was a long, long rant, but that was my rant. It was a good one though. What you got boss? I'm very similar actually Ooh. to the way you roll. So we actually kind of agree for once. So I can just go get some Oreos and just let you, we, oh, we can call yeah. it a day. Yeah. Let's just, all right. Podcast on. See ya. Later. Um, no, I, I am with you on, um, I'm not going to put God in a box. I think it's foolish to you put God. You say that a lot. I like that phrase. I'm I, not going to put God in a box. I think it's foolish to think that we know what God can and can't do. Now, God, yes, he is not a man that he should lie. But like you pointed out, I, I like you, believe the perfect is going to be when Christ comes. 
do I believe the tongues and all that stuff is very prevalent today? I'm very, I approach it with caution. Mm-hmm. I approach it with caution because I grew up where it was abused. What was it like in that culture? Just for growing it was, up? it was, I believe the people, there was genuine people that believed that it was true, but I think they wanted it to be true so much that it maybe caused them to see things that weren't really there. Maybe I can't, I can't really prove that either way, but looking back on it, um, that's the way it I'll seemed. G- I'll from give your you point an, of view. I'll give you an example. Ooh, story okay. time of Fuller. So I went to a a crusade. You know, one of them prophecy crusades. No, I, first off, I hate that word, but second off, continue. <laughs> so they were doing the come up and have. We're going to anoint you with oil, and um, the person who will remain nameless, um, the ministry they were part of. Uh, the wife was supposedly gifted in praying over people and like people were getting slain in the spirit left and right. I was like probably, I don't know, 10 or 11. Okay. Maybe, maybe 12. And man, I really so badly wanted to be touched by God. And so I went up there and I, and she was praying over me, anointed me. And I felt, I felt like somebody was pushing me and they swore it wasn't them, but I felt like somebody pushed me over. And so I was like, okay, I believed. I believed wholeheartedly that that was slain in the spirit. Until I got older and really thinking back, was it like, okay, was it just me wanting it so bad that I kind of like my equilibrium went off and I just came like this? And and then I I watched later on, and you could see her. She was kind of pushing gently and a little bit more forcefully. And then my dad, she prayed for my dad, and, she, and my dad's like, I felt her trying to push, and I pushed my head back. I was resisting that because if it's the Holy Spirit, they got to take me down. The Holy Spirit's got to take me down. <laughs> so did your dad not move? My dad didn't fall, no. So it's like, uh, that's where I'm saying, like, as a 12-year-old boy, I wanted it so bad that it happened, and I believed it. But it, it, I don't think it, now being an adult, I don't think it was true. I don't think it was true. I think that she pushed a little bit, and I wanted it so bad that I allowed it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think that, I don't think it's anybody at fault in the charismatic church. They just want it so bad that I think that that's, they, they kind of almost trick themselves. They almost start believing their own lie. Um, and it could be happening. I'm not saying, again, I approach it with caution. I, I'm not small enough to put God in a box, but um, I approach it with caution. I see in the New Testament that these signs of healing and tongues, like we talked about earlier, were signs to show that the Holy Spirit was in them. Um, it was something that God used then to show that, hey, even Gentiles can be filled with the Spirit. Um, and so... And God can use anybody he wants. Exactly. You know? But so I see it as a sign gift. Um, whether it's here or not, I believe that it could be. Um, I've heard, like you have, um, stories from the rainforests or from Africa, the jungles, wherever, of healings happening, of prophecy happening. I'm just a lot more... Um, because of the background I grew up in, I'm a lot more leery of it. Mm. So that's kind of where I started. And, you know, I'm, I'm looking at this. Uh, I, I don't know if you ever heard of the Toronto Blessing before. No. Back in 94. So I was exposed to this back in, uh, I think, undergrad was when I was first talking about this, when we were actually talking about this exact conversation. And basically what happened with this massive revival is, quote, unquote, the spirit broke out and it caused everyone to laugh. And people were like, it was, you watch the videos, you're like, is, is this God or d- demonic yeah. possession? Because they were, like, running around on all fours and, like, literally, like, this weird laughing and screaming and rolling around the floors, running around like dogs. Like, some weird crap went, weird crap went down. It was all this 
miraculous healings. And it was supposed to just be a revival service right. for the very heavy charismatic. And then a newspaper is what termed it the Toronto blessing. Or and then people started calling it like the Toronto Laugh, Laughing Club. That Use Google Toronto Laugh for Toronto Laughing Club. You can read all about it. But basically, it was this whole massive movement that's been criticized for years. But out of this ministry, some of the biggest ministries that we know have out, come out of it, which is the Vineyard Churches, uh, Bethel out on uh, SoCal, which a lot of people wonder because even um, their their pastor, uh, um, uh, Brian Johnson, I think is his name, um, has even said with Jesus that Jesus actually became supernatural during his ministry. Not that he was born God, but that he became, and we can do the same. And so you got to be really careful. And that's mm. why that's why our mm. church, this is going to sound, this is where it gets hard as a Christian church because, you know, Bethel has produced so many beautiful songs and pieces of music and have, are, have their fingerprints. Literally, you can't get out of modern worship without Bethel having their fingerprints on something. Right. And now, you know, including Elevation, including all these big churches that are starting to grow like crazy, like their fingerprints are on all of it. And it's like, is that real Christianity or is it not? And so our church has made the decision and, and a lot of the leadership with Scott and Brandon and even my voice and some of that, that there's different songs out there, so we're just not going to sing the Bethel songs. Yeah, to me that sounds like a, a Genesis 3, Satan, well, you can be like God mm-hmm. tactic right there. Well, you could be supernatural too. To me, it's just like, Ew. And so, so basically at, at the end of the day, I mean, a lot of people are saying that this revival has done more damage than good. Mm. But, you know, but we have a local vineyard church here in South Bend. We the, do. You know, yep. the, the vineyard. And I, so I know some amazing people who love Jesus. And actually, I'm like, yeah, yeah. I like like you have the gift of faith, no question about it. Or you like you pray like crazy, but they have these prayer ministries and they love the community and they do all these different things. And I never am going to look at that church and be like, y'all y'all ain't followers of Jesus. I would right. never say that. Right. Um. And honestly, I wish that a lot of the modern day even Baptist churches, like like not just saying our church, but that we would honestly pray for people more. Hey, if you if you need prayed over, we have a prayer team that will pray with you right now because right. we believe in the power of prayer. We believe in the gospel change. But the problem is, is we, you've seen videos from students even coming out of these, that Bethel has a school of the supernatural now. Yeah. And they just kicked this out. And where people literally are like basically dying and these students are running out there just like, you just need to have faith and you, we're going to pray over you and this. And it's like, nah, bro, they need the EMT out here. Like they don't, I mean, yes, they need prayers. We need to pray for them. Right. But at the same token, God gave us the gift of modern God, medicine too. God can, God can heal. Yes. But God also has given us some, spe- like you said, some special gifts with right. medicine and stuff like that. And, and the knowledge and the forethought to come up with these things and the talents and, um, and so I think this is where we need to focus on, on on this conversation specifically, right, is the fact of when we see these gifts being used, what's the purpose of the gifts? They're right. for building up and edifying the church. Right. Are they doing that? Watch the video of the Toronto Blessing. That, that's literally the who's the craziest in the room show. Like, it literally looks like a bunch of, like, literally psychotic people. It's what it looks like. Um, and even in, It reminds me of the one, there's a woman preacher or something like that, and she... Does the head shake thing? Oh, that lady. Yeah, I know you're talking and about. She's talking that. like this. And she's just going back and forth, and this is exactly how it sounds because she's going back and forth. You get that? And it's like that's like possession type stuff to me. Right. Like, it, it, if you if you're like, where can I see this Instagram page? It's called Christians uh, Christians who curse sometimes. Like they post all this ridiculous mm-hmm. stuff, and they that was one of them. Um, but basically, a lot of times we're trying to, and, and some of I think 
the motivation behind some of these pastors is the fact of we want to give people a touch of God. We want people to experience God. We want God to touch us and impact us. And I don't think that but do you hear down what, deep is wrong that want to have that. But you know? do you hear what the common theme is? It's what can God do for me? What does that remind you of? Let me get my magical lamp out here and rub my genie out. God, what can you mm. do for me? What can you do for me? Man, I look at the Old Testament and it was all, you know, thank you, God, our Father, you know, creator of all things, master of the universe. Like, they're praising God and glorifying God and acknowledging who God is and not so, God, do do for me. I want to ha- I want to have this personal experience. God, give me give me this. Give me mm-hmm. this. Give me this. Give me this. It's it's a very much we I see the charismatic church creating the genie in the bottle. Let's let's rub this genie out. Hmm. That's just what I see. So, and this is this a question of the gospel? It's not the fact of what can God do for us, it's what the God already did for yes. us and now we live for him. Yes. Exactly. So, when we look at these gifts, how how do we respond? Not not just for the not just the respond of oh how we respond to those church but but for us it's like because you know the the Bible says that we should want to have these spiritual gifts we right. should want to have we these things pray like, for them like to you know to to be an elder be a teacher is a good desire exactly. it's a good yes. thing so how and we the Bible says yeah, whoop I just whacked my microphone the Bible says yeah we should pray for these so how should we respond to this well I think the best thing to do is to remember exactly what Paul said in First Corinthians thirteen. Ooh, the love chapter. Love chapter. Because that's really what it's all about. And it, Which it, is funny. Before you go into that, can I, can I cut you off? I, I love this passage because it bookended by the gifts and more gifts and unifying the church. The love right. has nothing to do with sexual love or no. spousal love or wedding love. It's all love. about it's edification all love, love and of, and the the of the church. Right. And it says, if you speak, if I speak in the tongues of, uh, of men and of angels, but have not love, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm a noisy gong or a clingy symbol. Oh, like the tyrannal. The Toronto craziness. Yep. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all I have, and if I deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. Love never ends. As for prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part, But when the perfect comes, the partial will pass away. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave up childish ways. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but but then face to face. um, Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I have been fully known. So now faith, hope, and love abide. These three things, but the greatest of these is love. To me, that sums it all up. The, the biggest things we can have is faith, hope, and love, and love being the biggest things. It doesn't matter either side of it hmm. about the spiritual gifts because we can have all the spiritual gifts, and if we lack the love, if we lack the love of uh, patience, of kindness, of 
not envying, you know, not boasting, not being arrogant or rude, all these things that we just said. And I would encourage our listeners to really dive deep into 1 Corinthians 13 because you want to know what the best thing of all is? Study this passage. Study it because love, love is the greatest gift. And that's the thing we should be focused on. I remember teaching this one time to the teenagers, and I was literally just talking. All of a sudden, I grabbed a drumstick and was like, how do you feel when I'm talking to you like this? And I'm literally, I mean, it's almost like if we're just talking to this podcast and we're just hitting all these really annoying like shots, things that we can do. Like, basically, people are like, are you kidding me? You're driving me nuts. Like, I can't even hear the message that you're trying to tell me because of all the background noise, hopefully people didn't turn me off. Like that was very intentional, but you know, that that's was very loud. That's exactly, <laughs> the, I, but I wanted it to be, cause right. it's like, even though I speak with the tongues of men and angels, but I have a love, I'm a noisy gong or clay. In other words, I'm the most annoying thing on earth. Right. Not saying that speaking in whatever. But, right. And so, but now I like that, but now faith, hope, and love abides. These are, but the grace of love. If we're pursuing love, faith, and hope, did we do an I eight? And at the end of the day, I mean, it's, again, for the edification and building up the church, not for right. the glorification exactly. and the good feelings that we can have. Everything, I mean, obviously, I think people can f- figure out that we're sensationists. We're not uh, continuationists for the most part. <laughs> I don't think we are. I think we have just a w- slight would, little bit I, that we would leave open for that. But I would take a step towards the sensationalist side. But, yeah, I, I, if I'm going to be in the middle, I'm probably taking two steps towards sensationalists mm-hmm. and— I'm not saying no and not leaving the door open for God, but I'm saying it's only through God and it's not prevalent in the church today. I like it. I like it. That was a good final thought, bro. You ready to get to the next segment, our favorite segment of the show? I feel like this was not a heavy conversation, so it's easy to roll into it. It's it's all right. Let's do it. It's all right. Time for Fun Facts with February. Did you just say I like you was me? I, I. So, you know, we've had a lot of new people listen to the show, but since right. episode one, you have dropped a fun fact to end the show with, just to give us a little little pep on our step as we exit this episode. So, my dude, just, I'm not even going to ask. I know you got one because you got this funny look on your face. So, this one is actually a lighthearted one. Oh, and, okay. And I pre-read this Did one, unlike, <laughs> unlike the other ones. So. What if you pre-read this one, unlike last week? Oof. Yeah, last week was a little rough. Sorry. That, was, that was funny. That was so, funny. Mark, did you know that a wood frog can hold its pee up to eight months? <laughs> what? It can, it can hold its pee for up to eight months. Shut uh, up. Wood frogs in Alaska have been known to hold their urine for up to eight months, sticking it out through the region's long winters before relieving themselves one temp- once temperatures increase. Well, yeah, because it would freeze. <laughs> the urine actually helps keep the animal alive <laughs> while it hibernates. <laughs> With <laughs> special microbes in their gut that recycle the urea, or the urine's oh main God. waste, into nitrogen. Shut up. So you've got what? If only if I were a tree I frog. I am so sorry if I literally just laughed and blew someone's eardrums out. But that is most <laughs> ridiculous. That months. is, dude. That might be my. Uh, why am I favorite? Always facts with you with about you know, like pee. pee and poop. Yeah, just I don't know. But because we talked about lobsters communicate by peeing pee on, on each other. Yep. Uh, rhinos poop to communicate. Right. Uh, wasn't something else about? There, I don't know. We've had a lot. That and bicycle face. Those were also bicycle really fun face. Ones. I even made a, like a little thing for your bicycle face that I was gonna put on a T-shirt, but then you're like, oh, I don't like it. I'm like, dude, it's bicycle face. It's bicycle face. But whatever. Yeah, go back and listen to the old episodes and know what we're talking about for bicycle face. Bicycle if you know, face. you know. If you know, 
Or you, know. you could just go back and revisit the uh, season one. At the end of season one, we did the big compilation of all season one f- like favorite moments. Remember that episode? Was that in the favorite moments, though? That Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, buddy. It was your favorite back in season one. You're like, this is my all-time favorite fun fact. But did we drop it on oh, the show? Oh, I don't yeah. remember if we did. We did. So was that was that at the end of episode 50 we did that? Uh, yeah. Greatest Hits episode yeah, for the first 50 episodes? Right, right. I don't know. But either way, guys, we stuck it out to another episode. We, we had some great content. We love having you guys with us here on the podcast. You can reach out to us just like always at realtalkchristianpodcast.com where you can find the email address, realtalkchristianpodcast at gmail.com. The Twitter handle, the Facebook handle, the Instagram handle, realtalkchristianpodcast.com. And we make it really simple, guys. The f- phone number, 574-400-5352. You can text it. You can call it. You can do whatever. And you can even find the link to our merch store by going to the website. And we would, again, love to start the start the blog. So if you would love to just write an inspirational piece, it doesn't have to be long. doesn't right. need to be short. Just something like, you know what? I want to try this. I, I would love to actually have a, be a part of a community uplifting and building one another that'd be dope that would be that would be Man, dope. we ain't heard dope for a while from you you said dope like this episode last episode i don't remember I don't but i haven't said dope in a long time but either way guys this episode was dope you was dope i think we dope i don't even know what's happening right now but until next I, time guys take it easy <laughs>